Hello, and welcome to this month's episode of The Player's Voice, where we are joined by Abby Brown discussing all things GB7s. Now, unfortunately, I've been unable to make this podcast, uh, so I've been able to record this intro, but we have been left in the very capable hands of communications manager Stephen Thomas from the RPA, who managed to chat to Abby and have a fantastic conversation highlighting all things 7s. So, Abby, um, let's talk about the Sevens season uh, upcoming. But first of all, let's look back at last season. I mean, what a season for, well, let's focus on the women uh, as we've got you. I mean, qualifying for the Olympics, uh, yourself, flag bearer at the European Games, winning gold at the European Games. I mean, what a season it was. Yeah, it was... um... It was the end that we had hoped for, that we were kind of going after. And yeah, it, it was a huge shift from all the girls, all the players, the programme itself. Um, you know, there's lots of things going on in the background, as there always is with this kind of stuff and the, how we stuck in it. And the girls really put in a shift. Um, you know, when, when times were hard, we actually came together so well. And I, I was super proud of everyone and, and all the efforts. And obviously, yeah, like you said, being a flag bearer at the European Games, kind of like a little... Chair on top of the chair on top of the cake. Um, so, and then to get the gold medal at the end of the day was, again, was, was everything that we'd kind of aimed for that season. Um, I mean, whilst we've just got you, we'll just touch on the men as well because I appreciate you as a joint squad. I mean, how gutted were you as a whole for the whole men's side that they just missed out on that? European, on the qualification for the Olympics, I know there's the repercharge in in June, which they can um, which they can still qualify for. But you know, just um, as a reflection, how how gutted were they, and were you for them? Yeah, it was real tough. Uh, we had just played our game um, and won, and then we were sat watching them play their game and. We know them well. We know we see them all the time. We train all the time in the same place as them. We travel the world with them. So you get to know them and the staff and kind of the program as one. And for them to not qualify outright was gutting because you could see the emotion in their faces. And that's quite hard. And I'm quite an emotional person. So to see them sad and to see them, you know, devastated, you kind of, you really feel for them. Um, They've got a great shot now. We've got, still got another chance. And I think like every back into the boys and we'll support them no matter what, um, always fight their corner. So hopefully they'll can go and do it in Monaco um, in a few, whenever it is. I think it's like May time or something ridiculous, but yeah, backing them all the way this season. And then looking ahead to this season, exciting relaunch of the whole seventh circuit. How excited are you for that heading, you know, a brand new season, a brand new circuit? Yeah, I think it's really cool. I think it's something to get really excited about. Um, been chatting quite a bit with Vickers, uh, Rob Vickerman, and kind of just getting the insight on what actually is going on behind the scenes. And it's really interesting and it's really, he's done, I personally think, an amazing job of kind of rebranding it and kind of pushing it to somewhere where I think it needs to go. Um Sevens, I love sevens. I've always loved sevens. Um, but it definitely got to a point where what next? How can we get some more sponsors in, get more broadcasters in and really sell this game for the great game it is, which is an amazing sport. Um, so I think with this rebrand and all the exciting things that are coming with it, uh, especially being on the World Series with the men all the time, having eight stops, uh, going to a couple of new locations, things like that, really just... 
amplifies it and makes you just want to be a part of it again. And I'm like, oh, there's more stops on the series this year, different locations. I really want to still be a part of it, even though I've been been around it for a long time. I'm still eager to to go to these places. Ahead of the first tournament in a few in December, what are, what are the aims really? Uh, what are your aims for the season, given that? Given that you qualify for the Olympics, is it just making sure you're, you're progressing and then peaking in time for, for those games in Paris? Yeah, exactly that. Um, I think we've we've been together a year now as GB. So it's our second year on the series as GB. We did some amazing things last year. We kind of, there were glimpses of some really good things, but this year it's a bit more about that consistency. We've got the same team. How do we develop it? How do we progress that from what we were? Um how do we, we've got a pre-season tournament coming up in Malaga, uh, which is really looking forward to going to. Can't wait to play sevens again, if I'm honest with you. Um, but how do we, like you said, how do we keep going building through this season? Um, it's a long season. Paris is in July. Like that seems ages away right now, but I'm sure it will come around very quickly. Um, but how do we get the most out of each World Series and how do you really target teams and get to know different teams because everyone is fighting for those Olympic medals um, and we know the teams, we've played with them for many years. So how do we really start to understand them this year and not give too much away, but also really challenge people and challenge the top teams that because we want to be in that bracket what's it like you know being a sevens player is obviously very different to being the bog standard international player or, or a or a club player i just wondered you know if you could give us a glimpse into you know the life behind the scenes so you know how often do you meet up how often do you train and and everything like that so yeah just give us a glimpse of what an average maybe meet up or would, would be for, for for you guys yeah, so we're camp-based at the moment, um, which we were last year, but it was a bit different. But camp-based, so we're based up in Largs, sunny Largs, um, which is just west of Glasgow, if anyone doesn't know where Largs is. Um, which, and it is beautiful up there. Um, and it's got, where we stay is is a complex of everything you kind of want. Um, it's got a great pitch, got an indoor half a pitch, but it's a bit short, but... It's, it's doable for skills and all that kind of stuff. Um, there's a great gym there. They look after us really well and we stay on site. So it's when you're there, you're there, um, which I don't necessarily think is a bad thing because you can really get the most out of the whole day. Uh, last year we were traveling quite a bit and you just spent a lot of the time on a bus or traveling to and from places and then you just wasted time really. Um, so that's really exciting. We go in from a Monday to a Thursday. Obviously do rugby weights every day, sometimes double rugby, um, lots of meetings, lots of meetings. But unlike, but like I said, you're you're there for four days. So you really got to give it all and you come home exhausted, but you know that you've done, you've pretty much, well, as soon as you've woken up to as soon as you go to bed, you're thinking about rugby and you've done everything possibly you can. Um, and I guess that's the then the balance of how do we still make sure we have downtime to recover and to relax in those intense environments. But all of these World Series, all of the tournaments we go to is always intense. It's always an intense environment because you go away and you're in a hotel and all the rest of it. So actually our camp base is replicating for when we're going away. So hopefully by by doing this, we'll just have a better understanding of how we are when when we're then away. Um, 
but yeah, we just, I like to call us the traveling circus, <laughs> which I think we are. We're all a little bit odd, but I think that was, that's why we play sevens. Um, so yeah. Um, I mean, it must be, obviously you go to everywhere in the world. It's, it's quite an experience. You've done this for, oh, so many, so many years now, at least. How much do you love sevens? A silly question, but um, yeah, how much do you love it? Yeah, um, a lot of people probably take the mick out of me by saying that I love sevens because they all know I do. Uh, it's For me, it's a game that I really found myself. I found what kind of person I am. I found what kind of player I want to be. Um, and everything that I loved about rugby in the 15 side, which I grew up playing, it just highlighted everything I love about the game. And I think that's why, that's why I love it. I love it because there's always an excitement. There's always, you're under a spotlight. There's always that pressure, but it's enjoyment and you work so hard and you're often, it's it's funny because you talk to people who don't understand sevens. You say, oh, you only play for 14 minutes. You should be fine. And I'm always like, you need to try it because you come off the pitch and you are sometimes crawling off the pitch. But I have that passion that I know I'm working the hardest I can and my teammates are doing the exact same. And I think there's no better bond where you go to a dark place with your teammates, you come off the pitch and you, you're kind of like, wow, we did that. Like it's amazing what your body can do. Um, so yeah, I think the fact that I get to travel the world, um, you know, I work extremely hard for, for those little minutes I'm on the pitch, but you push yourself to a place where it, it can be really, really tough. And the biggest thing for me is that I've learned about sevens is I've learned how to push myself as a player and a person and to become the best version of myself as well, which I think is really cool. And you can, you kind of in a team where everyone can be themselves and be their authentic selves. And again, I just love that about the sevens world. I was going to ask one question just in particular about one player, just because I find her this, you know, Meg Jones, just because, you know, she's obviously exceptionally well co-captain with you a few times. And then she's transitioned to start smashing the game with England and is starting for England in the WXV. How proud of you of her? Or are you? Are you giving her stick? Because I think I saw an interview somewhere that she's a traitor or whatever that is. But yeah. is, she, um, is she still part of the Sevens squad, essentially? Yeah. Uh, I love Meg. She's literally my best friend. Um, I'll always give a stick because that's what best friends do. Um, but no, overriding feeling is just being proud of her. Um, I credit Meg and I think she's amazing at being who she is. And I think that is something that I really admire about her. You know, she she gives everything 100%. Whichever environment she's in, she'll always give you 100%. And I think that is what sets her apart from the rest. And you know, she obviously is still, she is still on the sevens chat, which I'm not sure she's going to much longer, but I'll, um, I'll have to talk to her about that because I'm sure she'll be sad. But in the same way, she, she is still part of that sevens world um, and she always will be. And I think me and her have worked so hard for the last five, six years to, to build this environment. And I think she'll always be a part of that in some sort of way. And I still talk to her about things like she still knows what's going on. It's not, it's not like she's disappeared. Um, but no, I'm super proud of her. I think she's absolutely smashing it um, with the red roses. And I think it's, it's a credit to her because she works unbelievably hard on herself and as a player. 
Congratulations to you, actually, I should say at this point. You just re- fairly recent last few weeks, anyway, signed a new contract at Loughborough. Just wanted to give you the opportunity to talk about that relationship because obviously you're a GB7s player, but then you've still got 15s to play and train there and everything like that. So I just wondered if you could, how your relationship is with them and how you see your your future going on in particular with playing sevens at the minute and then we'll transition, I, I'm assuming anyway, back to 15s. Yeah, I think it's it's so important. Uh, Nathan, head coach there at Lightning, is has been amazing to me. I've just kind of done a bit of my own stuff recently, been dropping in at skill sessions, um, but still trying to keep on top of all my running and stuff I do for sevens. It's very different to 15s and the gym and all that kind of stuff and try and be around the girls as, as much as I can. Um, I'm also doing a bit of the Bucks coaching at the moment, so really enjoying that. So still in and around the Loughborough environment and I think, like you said, I, I don't know what's going to happen next year, a few years' time. I don't know. And it's important for me to make sure I have a good relationship with something that I might want to go explore back in the future. Um, and I think that's really important. But no, they've been they've been really good for me. Um, you know, they could easily have said, we don't want anything to do with you, whatever. But actually for them to say, look, we'll still have you on board. We'll still, you know, support you any way we can. And they are very supportive and the girls are great as well. Um, real good laugh. So that's also nice to kind of have a bit when I'm not in camp to still have a team around me because training on your own is, um, is very boring. <laughs> Talk to us about the pressure that you, that you and maybe other teammates are finding between, oh no, finding a balance rather between being a highly elite sevens international yourself, having a club contract and then also thinking about work and studying on the sidelines as some, as some players might do. And it must be, must be a tricky one to try and juggle essentially. Yeah, um, definitely a tricky one to juggle. Um, I think, yeah, tough question. I think it's, it is hard. Um, it is extremely hard. And I think people, uh, it's hard because you're so passionate about sevens and you want to, that's your, that's my job. Okay. That's my job. That's my everything. And when we're not in camp, it allows us to go and explore different areas, get a different income wherever we can, or, if it's playing 15s, whatever that looks like. Um, But then to balance it and to have the right communication is really tough, you know? So we've got our SNC and our physio with sevens, but we've also got an SNC physio with lightning. And then it's kind of like, okay, how do I manage this? And who do I need to speak to about this? And there's always going to be someone that forgets to tell somebody something. And it's just, how do you stay on top of it. And it's kind of like the life admin, I call it. Um, the girls would again, take the mick out of me because they always think I'm doing admin, but it's staying on top of it. So that it doesn't get too much. Um, because it is a lot, you're kind of juggling different plates. Um, but I think it also is important that we've had this about six, seven weeks, not in camp. So that's fine. We've been able to kind of move it a little bit from away from the sevens, but actually now we're getting back into camp. How do players like myself go, okay, that has to take a back step and the sevens takes a priority. And it's just about doing that, I think, a little bit. Um, but if I'm honest, I also just want to say a hat off to people that do club and work full time still. I think it is amazing what they do and how they do that. I have no idea. Um, I genuinely don't. I think fair play because they, they're the people that um, work the hardest in my opinion. And they, they really do give everything. So, yeah. 
And then final one, uh, Abby, uh, before I let you go, I just wondered, you know, to those, you know, there might be some players or some fans watching this or people, well, fans watching this who don't really know much about the Sevens team. Just wondered if you could give us maybe a couple of names of players uh, for people to look out for over the next over the next 12 months, especially heading into, into that Olympics. Yeah, of course. I'm going to list up my whole team. My whole team are great. I, I personally do. I personally think my whole team is great, so that's gonna be hard. Um, cool. So you probably got um, you got an Ellie Boatman who's been tearing up at Eden Trail Finder. She also just started her own performance coaching business alongside. Um, so if anyone's looking for a little bit of extra fitness, up. <laughs> and you also got talking speedsters. You got Grace Crompton who again tearing up at Bristol. She is the quickest person I know, and I hate being opposite her because she I was going to say yeah beat you in a foot race no? any day she beats everybody in a foot race she's so fast but she genuinely looks like she's just jogging um, I always say I'm like look like you're trying at least like, <laughs> I'm like panting behind you come on um, obviously we've got Jazz Joyce Ren Lloyd uh, Lisa Thompson to come back from WXV so that'll be really exciting to have them back in the mix when they do obviously get back in um, who else have you got you got an Emmy Wren um, who's been around the sevens for for a long time? Uh, yeah, gun lame everybody now. You got like Heather Cal, who, who again is just kind of coming into her own within sevens, and I think that's super cool to watch and really exciting. Uh, mm. And like an Island Norman Bell again, similar, very very exciting player and has so much potential and is really starting to take control of the team. And uh, yeah, it's it's great to watch. Um, and I'm probably going to list the rest of the team before you stop me. So I'll just I'll stop there. But there's more people. And apologies to the girls I didn't mention. Julie noted to those players that didn't get mentioned. <laughs> um, Abby, thank you so much for your time. And that's it for this month's episode of The Player's Voice. As always, thank you so much for listening. If there's any topics that you want discussed or any people you specifically want to hear, please get in touch with us using hashtag The Player's Voice. Otherwise, have a fantastic rest of your day and see you soon.